Your web search is over. It's time to release your mouse, turn your speakers way up, and hang on to your hard drive as the SEO rock stars log on to rock the net right under the stratosphere. Prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO rock stars. Guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It's Oil Man and Big Jake here for SEO Rockstars. It's a lovely Tuesday afternoon, 4 p.m. out here on the West Coast. I know Jake is not on the West Coast. He's actually in some new digs. Why don't you uh, say hi to the people, Jake? Tell them where you're Yeah, man. I I can uh, proudly say that SEO Rockstars is now coming to you from Canada. Um, I'm all moved (laughs) into my new place. Well, not all moved in, but uh, sort of moved in, waiting for the moving truck to get here. And um, a beautiful, frozen, rainy night here in Canada. So, <laughs> a good you, first couple of days. You need to come live on my nice island. Although it is raining, it's still quite warm compared to where you're at, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, So, what have we got on the menu tonight? I've been getting instant messengers all day long saying, what are we going to talk about? And... Uh, we thought with uh, Jake living out of a suitcase and, and my daughter has decided it's time to break a couple more teeth through so she hasn't slept in four nights, we thought we would just open it up to uh, some Q&A and just see what uh, the room has for us. Yeah, um, if you guys have any questions, go ahead and uh, PM them to me. Um, we've already got the questions starting to queue up and uh and and looks like we're going to have some good stuff for you guys tonight. So uh I think so. I think yeah. so. I got to just say I got a, a little uh, hello and thanks to Patrick Deese in the room. He IM'd me about 2 minutes ago. Hey dude, tune into Webmaster Radio. He says <laughs> 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 Your your rock star show is on. <laughs> so we're so we're here. But uh do we want to take a couple of questions right off the bat and just where this afternoon takes us? Yeah, I tell you what, let's take a couple questions, um, and uh, and uh, we got yeah, they're already coming big time here. So let me um, let me take a, let me remind you guys if you want your questions to be anonymous, you got to tell me, otherwise I'm going to assume they are for public consumption. <laughs> and uh, we also have the call-in lines open tonight if you'd like to talk to us instead of IM us. Call-in line for you is nine five four. Three one five one seven zero seven. Come on in. Uh, keep your questions uh, clean, folks. And um, here we go. First one from um, Good ROI, our friend who um, discovered the little Yahoo thing last week. Um, he says Google Web and News Alerts useful or not when researching backwards links, new content on competition websites, and monitoring search engine announcements. Well, man, got an opinion? That was just a really long question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Google Web Alerts? Think they're it, useful? It, it's a neat, uh, it, it's a really neat little process. I haven't played a whole lot with it. Uh, I just, I mean, everything that I track, I just, you know, have it scheduled into my ranking software or you know whatever, and I just sort of do it on a per day basis. Uh, it would be interesting to sit down and actually dig into to the Google Alerts thing. Honestly, I, I don't have a really good answer on that. Um, I'm going to assume you've dug into it a little bit more because you're far geekier than I am. 
A little bit, man. I'll tell you this, though. Um, as far as backlinks goes, it's not too useful because Google's link command's broken, right? So oh, exactly. you're only going to get the updated broken version of their link command. Um, <laughs> as far as researching new content on competition websites, um, it, it could be useful. Uh, the problem is, is the Google alerts seem to be relatively slow, so uh, you can't uh, you can't think, you know, hey, I'm going to set up an alert and get it, you know, the second new content comes up. You know, sometimes they can lag up to a week behind, so you got to be careful with them and uh, and and pay attention. As far as monitoring search engine announcements, yeah, Google News is actually really good for. For, uh, I think it's better than the web alerts, personally, but the Google News alerts are actually really good for monitoring any kind of news. Um, yeah. They're fairly speedy, and um, it, it, it's a pretty good service, especially now that we're seeing a lot more SEOs get into PR announcements. Um, a lot of that stuff is syndicated via Google News. Exactly. I, I actually do use uh, Google News uh, quite, a, quite a bit. I mean, a lot of times, especially when you look at stuff like you know what? What SEO and competition aside, just what's in the news is uh, they always have stuff up within uh, sometimes minutes of some newspapers launching the article and stuff like that. So you can you can keep really really abreast just of, of current affairs and, and everything really quickly with Google News, and I, I think that's pretty cool of them, which indicates that they are publishing new content all the time, right? You know, to to you know jump all the way back to. Sandboxing issues and stuff like that. They are out there crawling. They are out there getting new information all the time. Yeah, and a lot of these news guys have feeds straight into Google as well. So exactly. Um, so they are updated. Good. I had a uh, second part of his question. Um, let's play politics for a moment. He says, um, "Any thoughts on Christine Churchill leaving Sempo?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll be honest I, with you. Yeah. I, I didn't hear. I, he, he, him saying that's the first thing uh, I've heard about it, um, to tell you the truth. Yeah. It, um, was, I, it, it was actually announced publicly uh, just this morning. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, Christine, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, is a co-author publisher with Mike Grehan for uh, uh, an e-marketing newsletter. And the newsletter just went out this morning, and she had her, her – uh, Notice not that that wasn't her actual resignation, but it was like a little article about why she was resigning and and stuff like that. And and as what she wrote in there was really all about uh, family and friend issues. And she's had some tragedy in her life over the last few years in losing some family members and some friends. And her closest brother is battling cancer right now, yeah. and so she is really stepping back from a lot of things just to spend time uh, with her family and to be as close as they can. So I don't have, I'm not going to take any sort of political view on Christine leaving Sample. I'm going to take it at face value for uh, the family reasons. Yeah, I was shocked to hear it, to be honest. Um, as I said, I haven't, uh, I didn't really get a, a, uh, a chance to peruse the news sites. I've been a little bit behind since I've been off the grid all weekend. So um, I... It's interesting to see the conspiracy stuff that comes out of there. Like, if yeah. you look at, at threadwatch.org, where Nick W. posted the story, you know, there's one guy that's already jumped in there saying, oh, well, how interesting that she posted it on, you know, Mike Grehan's website. Well, that has nothing to do with it, Mike. It's because and, they're partners. His, they're, yeah. they're partners They've and they're partners very close forever. Yeah. Exactly. It has nothing to yeah. do with Mike's views on Simple. Right. I, I, I completely imagine that. I also want to 
throw a little hello out to Christine, who's probably listening to us. Um, I'm, uh, she told me I, she would be. Yeah, I speak with Christine on a panel at SES, and uh, she's one of the persons, uh, one of the people, I should say, I, uh, I enjoy speaking with most. I, uh, I always enjoy uh, speaking with Christine. So um, let me uh, move on here. Um, thanks for those questions, Godoro. you got a couple more we'll get back to. Um, Dildy asks, uh, Google question, I have a network of sites. Most of them have a long, have long-standing links to some of my older websites. Would it be effective to change the link text of those links to make the target site perform better for specific keywords? Um, it sounds like he's asking. Um, I think it sounds like a straight anchor text question. Yeah. Um, does Google? Oh, and he follows up. Very good. Does Google ignore the link text change once it's already indexed to the page? Um, no, it'll it'll pick up any changes you make. Yeah, ab- absolutely, it will. We uh, uh, I used to run a fairly large pill network back in the day, and I used uh, just a little PHP thing, some server side includes, and randomly generated cross-linking within the whole network. So every time Google would come to the site, it would get a whole new set of links with a whole different set of anchor text. And uh, that actually worked quite well, uh, which is, I mean, a far more advanced solution than what Dilby's asking there. But by all means, change up your anchor text, and uh, Google will re-index those links and give the appropriate anchor weight to those. Awesome. So the answer, Dilby, is yes, it would help. Um, And I think uh, that may be a good idea for you. Um, our friend Andre writes, tools are key for any S- serious SEO. Address what's out there and what you folks cannot live without for both white hat and black hat. Also address <laughs> the crap out there. Well, let me, um, <clears throat> let me start uh, by saying the, the number one tool um, that I use are, are tools I build myself. Um, and I think Oilman probably feels the same way. But I think a lot of serious SEOers, um, can't live without tools they develop themselves because SEO is all about getting competitive advantage. There's only one number one spot. So if you use the same thing as the old web position argument, right? Um, you know, everybody's like web positions, great web positions, great. And I'm not knocking web position, but if the top ten people in your industry all use web position, um, you can't all be number one. So you know the the advantage is going to come with you know your proprietary knowledge and your proprietary tools. So I always recommend developing your own type of tools. Um, I found and and I found in talking to others as well that a lot of times we all have our different ways of going about things, and sometimes those ways will win and sometimes they won't. So uh, I'd like to uh, I uh, I like to to say that you know. To take a look at your own tools. You know, see if see if you can't develop something yourself. No, I, I agree 100. percent the The best tools I have are tools that I've had people develop for me because I, I don't program anything. I don't even really know HTML that well. And uh, there, but I have I have a good idea of what I want a particular tool to do for me, and so I can get that written um, either by you know some friendly Russian programmers. Or you know, Jake Jake's helped me out with some scripts here and there and, and stuff like that. But there's still a ton of good tools out there. You know, the web positions, the search engine commandos, they all have their place in in the toolbox. I mean, I still use search engine commando a, a lot to do some quick rank checking. Um, I use uh, the Copernic summarizer tool to get an idea of 
you know, some semantic, some semantic analysis of pages just on a real quick hit kind of basis. So, I mean, you, you can't just kind of take one tool and say this is going to be my magic silver bullet to the top. You've got to mix and match them and find out what works for you. Off the top of my head, there's, there's really nothing that jumps to mind that is, you know, sort of pure garbage and should be, you know, thrown out. They all yeah. have something of value to them. Yeah, there was, I think there was a similar discussion we were talking about on Webmaster World the other day that was saying something similar, that they all do something different. There's not uh, a magic bullet at this point. Um, one tool I think that's very important and very telling is um, that a lot of people overmit, or miss is the, the Google uh, Sandbox tool, the AdWords Sandbox tool, that is. And um, it's very, very good at suggesting synonyms. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, that, <laughs> that's all synonym? I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. Is, well, uh, I think it's going really good here. We're getting some good questions. We're yeah, gonna, keep them coming, gonna, guys. We're going to take a quick break here. We've got some great sponsors we want to uh, give some thanks to and give some airtime to. So we're going to roll out of here, catch our breath, get a quick glass of water, pay some bills, and we will be right back. Offer your customers a billing solution with zero chargeback risk. Introducing DuoCash. DuoCash. And the revolutionary card that's just like using cash on the net. No credit card or bank account required. DuoCash is available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at DuoCash.com. So ensure your customers' online experience anywhere they see PayByCash.com or DuoCash. And don't leave money on the table. Sign up with DuoCash, the official prepaid shopping card of the internet. DuoCash. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co-branded referral program. Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Proud sponsor of the Webmaster World. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. All right. Well, we're coming back. Uh, we just want to thank those sponsors again for making uh, this show even possible. Today's agenda is simply a straight-up question and answer. We're uh, wide open to any questions you have about anything web marketing related. So I know a lot of questions have been coming in. I'm just going to pass it back over to Jake, and we're going to head down that question path again. Sure. Uh, an anonymous question. Can we recommend 
a more or less off-the-shelf news scraper that could republish onto static pages without JavaScript. Uh, I don't know anything off the top of my head, um, but to be honest, I think it would probably be pretty trivial to build. Just uh, go have a peek at uh, what module is that, wget? Yeah, yeah, in, you can use WGET. Yeah. Uh, WGET's like the like the number one basic screen scraping tool out there and that that'd be a great place to start to write your own. Uh there's I don't I don't know of anything that that's real. I mean, I know of some stuff that's sort of like rip this one page kind of thing that nothing that's, you know, sort of really robust that you can go get off the shelf, but it that's a pretty basic script if you go to pop on Elance or anything like that, somebody would be able to whip that up in like an hour kind of thing. Yeah, I have a, um, a couple screen scrapers I wrote in Python, um, which kind of leads us into our next question. But um, it, it is fairly trivial with regular expressions to, uh, to uh, you know, really do, um, you know, any sort of uh, screen scraping. It's, it's, you know, regular expressions are sort of the backbone of, of text parsing and Unix and, and it's slowly moving over to Windows, but um, you could pro you could probably do it pretty easily. Um, guy from Oz asks, speaking of tools, so what do you guys use to develop your tools? Perl, Python, C Sharp, VB. Um, I use I use Python, but I mean, really, any language should work just fine. It's it's more of you know how you code it rather than what you use. I don't care what they use as long as it does what I ask them to make it do. <laughs> Honestly, but I, I've I've had some discussions with different programmers, and you know you've got uh, like Jake on the one hand, he writes everything in Python, and he's really good at it. And I talked to some other guys that that have written similar types of applications, and uh, you know they swear by C plus plus. So it really it really varies. Depends on what you want to do. Do you want it to be server based? Do you want it to run on your desktop? Uh, those sorts of things, but you can, like Jake says, you can pretty much do whatever you want in any language. All right, uh, Todd, here's one for you. Um, from an affiliate manager perspective, what are some top things to watch out for your affiliates doing that are not beneficial to your program, and how would you go about monitoring them? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, at the end of the day, you still you want to protect your company and you want to protect your brand and affiliates is great a sort of free marketing tool or performance based marketing tool that they they are they can still certainly hurt your brand um, you know you look at well blog spam is rampant absolutely rampant it's everywhere you look and you know if you start doing that kind of thing in a program that's run by a reputable company that company should shut you down pretty quick because that just comes back on them, especially if you're doing just a straight bounce to their site because then it makes it look like the company did it. Um, I mean, really, at the end of the day, what you want is you want your affiliates to be acting in a manner that is, you know, if they were a paid staff member inside the company, what would you allow them to do? And you really want to keep your affiliates in that same line as well. Uh, it's hard to do because you have way less control over them because they're running around doing their thing, and unless somebody complains, you you may never see it until it's too late. So really, what you do is you, you mean you just got to be constantly policing your affiliate force. Awesome. 
Um, Mr. Ogletree asks, um, and, and, actually, and I guess he's I, just throwing this out there for discussion. Hey, guys, you, you there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's good. I want to throw something in there about policing the affiliates because um, it's kind of funny. Do you remember we were uh, doing the super session and there was a guy that was sitting on the second row when when we were discussing SEO tactics and you know how how it affects upstream. You know the the uh, uh, you know the oh the, yeah yeah the merchant. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had to defend myself because you know this guy was was spamming the living hell out of uh, the term stacker two, right? And he was selling my Zenical, and so I mean, uh, that talk about policing affiliates. I I had to go and defend myself against a trademark, um, you know, suit. Cost me ten grand. Even though he broke the terms of service and blah blah blah, pain in the ass, policing affiliates. Oh, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is, and I, I'm I'm baffled every time I see a, a program that doesn't have somebody dedicated to actually like to the affiliate management role. Is you just you can't really just you can't just put it out there and let people right. just run wild on your brand. Right, right, right. Well, i got to tell you, Heiko's been doing a good job about discussing that stuff. And, uh, I mean, you're right. It's, it's, it's craziness. Affiliates, uh, affiliates can go wild at the hip, and uh, especially, especially where SEO is concerned. I mean, the black hat efforts, uh, no comment. No comment. I'm done. I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Yeah, Thank right. you. <laughs> Just had to toss two cents in there. I'm like, oh, God. All right, so Ogletree's talking about um, the recent changes to Google AdWords where they're talking about only allowing one unique site um, per keyword. Um, and going site or landing? I think it's landing page. Um, yeah, from what I understand, and, and uh, granted, um, I have not gone into this too much. Um, as I said, I've been off the grid for the last few days. So... Um, uh, and I'm, I'm just glancing it over here. Um, early reports indicate an auction-based system where advertisers fight it out on who can bid, um, and only one advertiser um, per site as such. So you, right now, if you search for eBay, I think there's 10 eBay affiliates bidding. Um, I think what they're talking about is going down to none, um, or I'm sorry, to one, and yeah. you know it would be who pays the most. Um, I, I don't really have an opinion. Um, I think that's kind of stupid, to be honest. It's going to um, just drive revenue right, right down. Eh. I mean, well, it, maybe, maybe not. Actually, you got one guy paying the premium price to be the only guy in the space, or the only of that <laughs> affiliate program. You might actually, you might, you might hold revenue pretty stable because. You're still going to get the click through. It's going to be worth more. Yeah, but I, I, I can see some ways already to get around that. I mean, why not set up a redirect? You know, let's take the eBay example. Why wouldn't I set up a redirect from my site to eBay? What are you going to have Google quality control? You know, um, you know, Google doesn't do as much automated. I'm sorry, as much human intervention as Overture does. What are you going to do? Hire an entire editorial staff and start down that road? It just Isn't seems it would be. It would be terrible to enforce. What stops me from, you know, setting up the redirect till my ad gets reviewed? Then, um, 
or uh, setting up a content site till my ad gets reviewed than turning around and doing a redirect. You know, um, it wouldn't be hard to get around that. I think. No, because it's in Google's terms of service that you you have to allow one click return to the search when's, result. When's page. the last time you read that terms of service? I honestly I never have. I just you know it's all hearsay for me. <laughs> that's, all that's all I'm going to say. But no, I honestly isn't it. I mean, that's why I'm asking. Isn't it a, a one click return rule on on AdWords URLs? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. But again, I, I haven't read them, and you know, I mean, I, I breezed them the first time they came out, and everybody was whining and complaining, and and you know, the the primary complaint at that time was, well, what are you paying us? You know what I mean? So uh, I, I got to that point, and I'm like, you know what? This is this is always going to be mystery, um, you know, <laughs> mystery meat lunch hour at you know Google. <laughs> I mean, really? I, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, because they flat out. I mean, look 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 at the way they put it out there. And I still I ask reps today, and they're like, you know, well, you can look at your averages. And I'm like, I still like to know. How you're calculating that? You know, that's just that's anyway, uh, off topic. But you know, still, I mean, it's it's terms of service. Go re- go go try and read them. What, I mean, and, and what would you do? Like, I mean, Loxley brought up a point. He's two seconds ahead of what I was about to say. What do you do about eBay that has the FTP feed that right. only a hundred advertisers on the Google AdWords right. network exist that your reps will vehemently deny exists? Right. It's there, folks. Um, you can up, FTP upload keyword campaigns into Google. Um, it's there. I've seen it with my own eyes. They will not acknowledge it at all, but it is there. Um, what do you do about those guys like eBay, like um, you know the other sites? Like uh, I don't think Amazon's. Doing I mean that's it, huge. But, um, you know everybody that, that's that, huge. that has an unlimited keyword space right now. You know in, into Google. You know that buys up all the inventory. Um, you know, they, I think they're locking themselves out of revenue, but that's my. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, it's it's uh, this also comes back down to you know the numbers for them, and and this is why I, I told I told Oilman last night. Um, I, I talked with one of their vertical reps at a, a trade show in Montreal where Brandy and I got married, and I sat down with him and I told him I estimated that from the time Google went public. To the time they started eating crow would be eighteen months. Huh. Okay, and and very specifically, the reason why would be, you know, be, because of performance demands. Um, you know, wh- what what typically happens to a company? You know, especially when you look at the past. You know, w- with the dot, you know, the dot com era, and when it went, you know, boom, right? You know, there's all this momentum, and everybody jumps on the bandwagon, and, and the fire's fueled, and then you see the sell-off come. And then you see, you know, the, the pressure for business development to increase the bottom line, and the pressure is turned up, and then the questions are going to start being, what about all this white space around the SERPs, right? And the compromise com- will come into play. I mean, it's, it's coming. It's coming like, like a freight train. The the, oh, the FTP the, the the exploitation of of you know the bulk keyword you know hole for massive buyers like that I mean that's it's this is the beginning of of you know I'll shut up who <laughs> <laughs> hasn't talked to anybody all day long I know <laughs> but I mean it's 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 that's for real it's going to be interesting to see how it actually rolls out because even with the announcement. Everybody's still speculating on what you know. What did they actually just say? They they put out this 
thing about what's going to happen, and, and it, it's not at all clear. So I think we've got to sit back a little bit and, and see what happens. Hi. All right. Andre, back at us. What are your views on RSS and utilizing the protocol to, one, promote affiliate products via feeds, and two, use it to generate content and automatic con- constant and automatic content. Um, I'm gonna let you have that one, brother. Yeah, <laughs> it's like where to start with RSS. Geez, um, RSS is an interesting beast. I think it's a bit like blogs. Um, it, it's kind of useful if you're interested in what the site has to say, but it's kind of not because just like blogs, everybody under the sun thinks that you want to read their dumb thoughts. So uh, you know they put their blogs out there and then they uh, they gripe God and moan and yeah do whatever they do on <laughs> blogs <laughs> and uh, and you know I think it's the same thing with RSS it's only going to be you know relevant to a, um, a a very niche crowd so as far as as far as uh, utilizing the protocol to promote affiliate products via feeds why to, to, to get RSS feed why would someone why would you syndicate your or why would someone Grab your syndication feed um, full of your affiliate product or your affiliate codes. I would think that that well, if you, you wanted some some products on your site, you'd either be smart enough. If you know what RSS is, you'd be smart enough to know what an affiliate program is and to do it yourself. Well, um, you'd have to you'd have to bait and switch on it. Yeah, I mean that that was my my next thing is that yeah, if you manage to somehow get into a news feed or something or buy up a site that has a feed into a news source, then it could probably be. Be lucrative, and and we've seen that already. But It'd you have to be term, pretty though. sneaky. Yeah, you have to be really sneaky. But there we go. We've disposed of RSS. What yeah. next? Uh, <laughs> uh, Green eyed one. I have a question. Um, what tips do you have for brokering your own exclusive affiliate deal? Like you're, as in you're the merchant. Uh, no, I think as in. Um, you, you want to be the exclusive affiliate for somebody. Either that or um, not going through a network. Uh, Green-Eyed One, we'll, we'll try and answer the question as best we can, but if you can clarify, that would be great. Um, exclusive, let's, let's talk about you as the sole exclusive, exclusive affiliate. Um, Todd, you ever done that? I actually have uh, a client out of California that I do that for right now. And uh, it, it works very well. The... Uh, the only downside of it, honestly, is that you don't get to. I mean, I become his tech support, and you know, all these other things get rolled into that. Right. Uh, you know, and and part of it's just him. He's this this older gentleman. He's a really great guy, but you know, it, it baffles me that he's even in the online business world and was before I met him because he just doesn't, you know, even get email hardly. Right. He's, and he's competing in the pharmacy space of all spaces. And basically what happened was he came to me to do SEO for his site. And after, you know, some lengthy discussion, we, you know, he wanted to do a, a performance-based deal. And so the easiest way to do that was to structure it, you know, similar to an affiliate program. And the whole thing was... You know, we custom, it was all custom built. We're not, we didn't use any off-the-shelf affiliate software or anything like that. But it, it actually works out really well. We have a, a, a very uh, trusting relationship, uh, never been laid on a check, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's, I mean, but he came to me. I didn't go out there looking for it. And mm-hmm. I do know there are some people that go out there actively hunting uh, companies that sell great products but don't have an affiliate program 
trying to broker a rev share deal. Well, and uh, it can be very lucrative. Yeah, I've um, I've actually done it uh, uh, a couple of times, and it, it, it's each time it's kind of been called different things. So you can call it an exclusive affiliate deal, and I did that with with one company. But um, you know, in, in reality, um, the other side of it is what what you're doing there is is more or less. You're, you're an SEO that's paid for performance, right? Um, you're not paid on ranking. You're not paid a monthly retainer. You're paid on how much traffic you can drive to the site and accordingly how much conversions you can get from that traffic. So, so you know, however you want to think of it, you could also call it being a commission-only salesperson, you know, where you get your leads from the web instead of from, uh, you know, from cold calling or, or letter writing or whatnot. So um, as far as how to approach the company, um, well, the company I I did it with, I, I had known the guys for a number of years and worked on some other stuff with them. So um, it, it was interesting, um, you know, and, and they, they were agreeable to it. And, and their reasoning for it um, was because they wanted to use some of the, the black hat techniques, but they didn't want to do it under their own name. Um, you know, so, and, and this particular affiliate deal was more of lead generation than actually e-commerce sales, but, you know, we'd transparently pass the leads on to them and things like that. So um, it, it works, and it, it can be very lucrative. A lot of times you can argue much better percentages if you're an exclusive affiliate, you know, 15, 20, 25 percent on big-ticket items. You know, I mean, you're not selling... Yeah, the, the company I was doing it for, you're not selling $40 product. You're selling leads that could turn into... One hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar deals, you know, which exactly. is a, which is a big deal. So, well, part part two of it as well is you're in an affiliate program. You're one of the top performers. Can you get like, let's say, a company runs it through one of the big networks, right? Um, and typically, when you run your affiliate program through one of the larger networks, you can't pay out uh, as much as you'd like to because you're paying a, a, a cut to the to CJ or LinkShare or whoever's running the program for you. Uh, if you get to be one of the top people in that program, it, it, it's quite uh, quite often very lucrative to strike an exclusive deal to jump out of the network program into a direct relationship with the merchant and pick up the network's share of your sales. And if you are driving enough traffic, uh, sometimes it's as easy as saying, "Look, I'll just take my traffic away," and they'll they'll jump to it to get you set up. Right. Right. Um, she follows up, should I use off-the-shelf affiliate software? If so what? Um, if you're doing exclusive deals, um, no, probably not. I don't think so. I mean, it doesn't make sense to go buy a software package to track one affiliate. You can do that pretty easily through other means. Exactly. So. It, I mean, even uh, you know, a very simple referral grabbing script, cookie setting, check cookies on the way out, uh, of the shopping cart, boom, you're done. Uh, it, it can be done very simply for a single or a couple uh, affiliates on a direct deal like that. Well, I think uh, it's about time to take another little break. We're getting totally carried away. This is tons of fun. But we're going to we got to pay the bills. We've got to keep the lights on for Guru down there in, in uh, the head office and keep the stream going. So we'll uh, take a quick break here, uh, pay some bills, be back in just a couple of minutes. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from in 
InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Merchants offer your customers a billing solution with zero chargeback risk. Introducing DuoCash. DuoCash. And the revolutionary card that's just like using cash on the net. No credit card or bank account required. DuoCash is available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at DuoCash.com. So ensure your customer's online experience anywhere they see PayByCash.com or DuoCash. And don't leave money on the table. Sign up with DuoCash, the official prepaid shopping card of the internet. Duo cash attention webmasters wish you could convert more web traffic into cash no need to rub a lamp just click on genienose.com install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings xml into search results at your command genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service earn even more through our co-branded referral program Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S dot com. Proud sponsor of the Webmaster World. Need a change of pace? Well, you're at it. WebmasterRadio.fm. Your home for B2B. Well, we are back. And this, this hour is just flying by. I can't believe we've only got about 20 minutes left uh, before uh, we got to, you know, go home and be family men and all that kind of stuff. And listen uh, to Jesse, who's up next. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's dig back into that big bucket of questions, Jake. See what's next. All right. Well, we got five uh, lined up here already. Um, have an anonymous question. The affiliate questions are rolling in tonight. Oil man, he asks: Is ninety-five per sign-up good pay for web hosting um, if the company uses in-house tracking? Ninety-five bucks to sign up? Yes. Yeah, like who wouldn't want ninety five bucks to sign up for <laughs> for something as cheap as web hosting is these days? I mean, by all means, I, I mean I I never I haven't worked in the web hosting space, um, but ninety five bucks a sale for something that's a that's an easy sell uh, certainly seems like an excellent payout. I'm curious because I, I've never actually done affiliate stuff in the web hosting space, but. Uh, I don't know if you do either, but do you find it hard to, uh, if you do, do you find it hard to promote that space, seeing as I would think that most people have web hosting providers by now? Well, I mean, most people having web hosting providers by now is, uh, that's sort of a weird statement, I I think, because there's always new people coming, and and, I mean, there's always people moving from one host to the other. I mean, if... If it was, I mean, it's a very saturated market, but if we were actually at the point now where everybody had a web host, you know, you wouldn't see the the sheer competition level in, in the organic uh, space for that stuff. I mean, you look at, you know, 95% of those, you know, hosting review websites right. are, are they're, they're all just link farms and, and there's so many different front ends to the same hosting resale place, and it, I mean, people are still going absolutely gangbusters in that market to recruit and get new signups. So I think there's still, you know, guys like you and me have found hosts that we love and we've been with for years. 
So we're not really out there hunting. And when we go looking for web hosts, you know, I'll email you and say, hey, dude, man, I'm looking for a new host. Mm-hmm. I won't go searching Google for it. Right. But I, I think there's still a ton of space in that market. Yeah, um, I uh, that, that, that's all good comments. I'm just, like I said, I'm unfamiliar. So I was surprised to hear that of, of a payout that high. Um, yeah. and, and it's also a tough SERP, I know, to compete in. So thank you, um, thank you, Mr. Anonymous. Um, Loxley asks, um, does updating the look of a content site help with its ranking, um, not with fresh content, but with a new design? The, the quick answer would be, are you cleaning up your code right. with the new design? Absolutely. If you're cleaning up your code, if you're taking JavaScript and CSS off page and stuff like that, you may see a boost out of that. Yeah, I um, I, I totally, totally, 100% agree with that. Um, especially if you're going from like table-based layout to CSSP, um, we've seen dramatic increases in rankings from things like that. Um, so yeah, yeah. One thing I would be cautious of is right now changing a design and code too much dramatically on a website can get you resandboxed. Um, so be careful of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I thought you were done, man. I thought we were waiting up for the next question. Nah, I'm 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 queuing it up right now. You said CSSP uh. and I tuned out right there. <laughs> Anonymous wants to know, how do I make my site number one? <laughs> uh, honestly, it depends on, the, uh, on what you want to be number one for. I mean, if it's, you know, it might be as easy as buying 10 links. It might be as difficult as letting 100,000 bloggers know your site exists. Right. It really depends. I mean, number one, I mean, that's pretty, that's way too general. Um, oh, he, he's clarifying. Mr. Anonymous sticks his tongue out at me. Okay, bye-bye, Mr. Anonymous. Um, Mark, <laughs> I, know, I know who that was. I know yeah, who that I know was. It was. I'm going to kick him out of the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark P. has an excellent question. Um, he says uh, he sees a trend with PPC providers um, sending less and less quality traffic and charging more and more for it. Um, case in point, Overture and their special distribution partners. It seems like this industry is killing itself slowly. Um, I, uh, it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting topic um, because <laughs> I don't think Overture and its distribution partners are doing it nearly as much as is AdSense and its distribution partners. Uh, yeah, you have to be pretty good to get an overture feed, um, and and getting an overture search feed is is even harder. Um, and they have pretty decent criteria. And overture is, I, I know from personal experience, very good about refunding advertisers' um, traffic they didn't feel was appropriate. Um, and so I, Overture is an interesting one, um, but I think AdSense is doing a lot to kill um, PPC. Um, you know, they they turn on content uh, stuff by default, and, and it's it, you know, I mean, you have to know that where it is to turn it off. So I think it's it's tough because I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I, I've seen some people run successful tests for sure on the AdSense stuff, but it's never converted well for me. Um, you know, I mean, for <laughs> for Christ's sakes, they have AdSense on blogs. I mean, 
what, what kind of converting traffic are you going to get from blog? It doesn't, it doesn't get more untargeted than running AdSense on a blog. I mean, yeah. MediaBot can't even keep up with your daily posting to give you ads that are about what you posted yesterday. So yeah. uh, it's, the, the it's, targeting is terrible. It's interesting. Um, Mark, Mark says, not content partners, search partners, because you can't opt out. Mark, um, search partners are, uh, abide by pretty strict uh, guidelines. Um, I, I know that because um, I work with an Overture search feed every day. Um, the content guidelines are very, very strict, and if you have a, a concern, um, Overture is typically very responsive um, with, with concerns from a search feed. Um, if you can track where that, where that referral was from via the Overture feed, um, and if you have examples, I know you're saying you have examples, um, I would talk to Overture about it. Um, you know, they are—they tend to be very responsive on that stuff. Um, as far as raising the prices, though, um, the market pretty much, except for the minimum bids, the market pretty much determines the price of the Overture ads. I mean, if you're out there paying, you know, a hundred dollars a click for mesothelioma. Um, you know, it's kind of your own fault for paying a hundred dollars a click if it's not converting for you. No, I think you're you're exactly dead on with that. I mean, uh, Thruma's in the room saying, "How long can people continue to overpay and lose money um, until they wake up and smell the coffee and realize their ROI is negative?" I mean, the the whole pay per click model, out you know, click fraud aside, and you know, dishonest search partners aside and all that kind of stuff, the whole pay-per-click model is really, it's a self-leveling thing. I mean, it should balance down to where, you know, you, you, you get a positive ROI on what you're doing. If, if you're out there bidding and consistently getting a negative ROI, I don't think that has anything to do with, you know, the minimum not being a penny and being a nickel. Uh, it has to do with whoever you have managing your overture account needing to go get in the unemployment line. Right. And that's all I'm going to say about that. The um, just a final point on that because um, I think it's an important. I mean, PPC is such an interesting thing because, um, it, like uh, organic, I think you have to be good at PPC to make money with it. Um, you have to uh, you have to uh, really, really be good. And there, I mean, there are people that are most excellent at, at PPC. And and just two points. Number one, my good buddy Shaq from the UK who's uh, one of the brightest minds in advertising out there, says a lot of times being in the number one spot is ego bidding. And uh, number two, um, you can do a lot of good with uh, five cents a click keywords, a lot of good. Um, so let's move on. We've only got a few minutes left here. Um, Elite Web asks, with time-sensitive ranking keywords of things, uh, with time-sensitive ranking keywords of things that come up, is it better to put the site on a subdomain, a new domain, or an individual page on an existing website to maintain ranking. Oh, okay, with time-sensitive ranking keywords. Okay. Um, I would say probably an existing domain, on an individual page on an existing domain at this point. I, I would agree with that um, simply because, you know, the sandbox again. If you, if you want to get something up right away, you know, don't make – you know, go the easy route. Yeah. Go the easy route. Uh, the other side of that is, um, you know, plan ahead. 
is as best you can. I mean, for for everybody in the room that does the online gambling stuff, uh, you know, let's look at the sandbox. Ninety to one hundred and twenty days. What is about ninety to one hundred and twenty days away from now? March Madness. You know, let's start building March Madness websites today. So you can you can get around time sensitive if if you know you can think far enough out. Good points. Good points. Um, we have one other question. Um, no, we don't. I think we are. Uh, we out of we are now all caught up. We wow, we went on a run there. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't uh, we got about ten minutes left? Why don't we take one final break and see if we get one or two more questions to come in during the break, and then that'll round out the hour for us. Does that okay. sound all right to you, man? Sure. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch media.com today. Are you ready to optimize your website's full potential? Well, it's all about positioning. Trusted by search engines for delivering clean and optimized content pages for customers. The trusted fees industry pioneers at Position Technologies will help you build a solid foundation for creating long-term impact on you and your customers' bottom line. So visit positiontechnologies.com today and look forward to achieving new heights within the search engines. Well, we are back. We have nine minutes to go by my clock here. And uh, Jake, did we get anything else pop up during that little break there? Yeah, we want we we got a couple questions, but I just want to back up and, and comment on something I saw in the chat room. Um, Dilby says, uh, "I don't think bids in competitive areas will be realistic anytime soon." Um, I think that's a poor comment to make because a TV spot um, during a Super Bowl ad isn't. Um, competitive, quote-unquote, right? I mean, there, there's some things you pay a lot of money for just for the visibility aspect of it, and if being number one for cars is important to you, just as important as, you know, being in that 30-second spot where every single American is watching, you know, there's some things you're always going to pay a premium for. So, I would um, agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, so... Um, and, and Red Zone is talking, um, of course, about um, tracking and, and how that will bring prices down. And, of course, that will happen. So um, Stunt Double asks, what do you think should be an SEO, SEM's main priorities for staying ahead of the curve in the next one to three years? Um, I'll tell you this. Search engines are getting more scientific in their analysis. It's moving away from what I call hand algorithms where search engines kind of take a look at something and say, oh, here's a quick fix to more in-depth analysis of, you know, entire document sets. I think every SEO on the planet should be reading everything that's coming out of Google Labs, should be reading everything that's coming out of Yahoo Labs, should be reading everything that's coming out of Microsoft Research. Um, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Not a lot of people are paying attention to Microsoft Research. 
read what they're writing. Um, they've got a very, very good crew over there, and um, that engine will be uh, will be big in the future. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, there's. I, I think you put the nail right on the head there with uh, document sets, and and we're really going to see a shift away in the next one to three years of documents being representative uh, individually uh, of what they are. They're going to be taken into context a lot more detailed context of, of where they sit in relation to other documents in that space. So uh, those are great resources that Jake said to uh, be reading for sure. Get on uh, Google, do a search for latent semantic indexing, and read everything you can on that as well. Um, yeah, we have... Uh Two more questions. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to the last one. Um, Patrick asks about LSI. Patrick, save that for us next week. Um, I know we're going to do a show here soon on LSI. Since yeah. it's not next week, though, man. We're going to no, be in Chicago next week. No, not next week, but soon we will do a show soon, on LSI very, very because soon. it's, it's going to be it's going to be important here real soon. Um, but yeah, next week we'll be in Chicago. Come say hi to us. Um, so let's see. Andre asks, final question, what are your thoughts on tracking solutions like Urchin, ClickTracks, Clickalyzer, et cetera, the tracking of visitor footprints, ROI, et cetera? Um, that's, uh, I think that's a, <laughs> a, a whole other show into of itself. Uh, it it, it really well. could be. There's, there's so much mileage to be had uh, on that topic. Yeah. It? Uh, so how, how's that for the last two answers of the day? Uh, Please wait. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. So, well, but, but the short answer to tracking is the more the more detailed you can get, and the more you can track a visitor from entry to exit, the better your your data is going to be of how your website's being utilized and, and where bottlenecks are or where exit pages are as to broken processes in your shopping cart and so on and so forth. Like, where does the website break down? I mean, that that's the quick answer. We'll we'll do a show on that. I, yeah. I promise you that probably sometime early in the new year cuz we're almost out of we're almost out of the year. Yeah, I know. It's, it's drawing to a close. So, um, I want to thank you guys for uh popping in tonight. Uh Brandy, Andre, Dave, Dilvey, Dreamcash, Elite Web, Good ROI, Greenride, one guy from Oz, James A, Jimmy F. Jay Vastine, I can never pronounce your name right. Lex Loopback, Loxy, Mark P. Mugshot, Nev Doll, Nick 420, Nuclei, Ogletree, Olias, the lovely Patrick Deese, Red Zone, Rumbus, Ryan 26, Stunt Double, Susie, Thrumma, Twinkly X Scott, Work, and YMKG. That's it, man. We're going to wrap it up here. A few more commercials. And uh, sit tight. Jesse's coming up the next hour here with hats off. And I hear she's got a great guest on the line. So thanks for being here, and we will see you guys in a couple weeks when we're back from Chicago. Stay tuned, guys. Bye-bye.